0: My Bless of the Week is about one of my favorite people of all time, Barbie. So <laughs> if you <laughs> I this to go. I have like
1: Dolly Parton. Jesus? I do. Oh,
0: your husband. Jesus. For sure Jesus. Barbie's second.
1: Welcome to the Holy Mess Podcast. I'm Becca. And I'm Joy. If you think you're a mess, you are not alone. We talk about the things of life through a lens of faith and find the hope in all of it.
0: Today, we're going to talk about how one of us embarrassed themselves in front of a medical professional. (laughs) We're going to handle the topic of burnout and give you some tools if you're dealing with that. And we're also going to talk about an inspirational Val Victorian this graduation season who shared a speech without ever speaking a word.
1: But first, our messy moment of the week. Joy, I'm so excited to share Share mine with you because we have a second dog. Which <laughs>
0: can't believe you jumped right to it. I know, it.
1: I know. Well, I told you yesterday because I couldn't hold it in.
0: Yesterday <laughs> she kept saying I can't wait to record the podcast, and I was like, oh. And she's like, I have big news, and I was like, oh, okay, great. And I moved on, and two seconds later, she was like,
1: I have to tell you. <laughs> I was I, like, oh. Okay. I could not hold it in. Okay, so uh, we have been doing foster puppies for a while now. This was our third placement. We've had six puppies total. And the last one went to her home, her new home, on Saturday. Yeah,
0: I think in the last podcast you said both of them had been adopted. Yeah,
1: the last one had already gone, and then we were taking the next one that coming weekend. And... This was really, really hard. Leading up to it, I was like, I don't have a ton- enough time with her left, and we are going to like let her sleep in the bed the last night. We just knew that we had become really, really attached to her. Do you
0: know why this
1: dog? Because the other one looked just like her, and it I didn't seem like you attached as much. I could not tell you. And again, I mean, we've had six puppies, and we've definitely loved them all in different ways and, and have had attachments. But... There's just something about this puppy, Ivy, that we, it felt like when she got adopted that it was leaving a hole in our heart. So we took her to uh, the organization we work with, which is Proverbs 1210, which is uh, in the Bible, it's a righteous man cares for his animals. So it's kind of cool that they're built on that. And if you're in Nashville, please consider fostering through them because now that we're out of the game, there are they were already desperate, and then were like, okay, we're not going to be foster parents anymore. Bye. Oh, no. Uh, so they do their adoption days at a Petco. Uh, here in town, and when I took her in, we we took her in, we met her new dad, it was an older gentleman, and he was asking all sorts of questions, like, okay, so I I got her a bed, do you think it's okay to keep the bed in the living room with me, and then put her crate in another room, and just very thorough.
0: I would have all kinds of questions like that, too. I know nothing about owning a pet.
1: And then overhearing him talking to the adoption coordinator, I could tell that this was his first dog, that at least he was taking care of as the sole responsibility like he had had dogs but they were never his dogs and so as he's like asking questions and stuff I'm like oh no oh, oh no oh no this is I don't know I don't know if it's a good fit and I was just freaking out and I was just really struggling internally because you want her to have the best care exactly and you know
0: no offense to him he doesn't know how to
1: take care of her right and I overheard that he had just gotten separated from his wife so then you're like okay is this a little bit of a crisis I don't know um And then he walked through the store with us and he wanted to make sure that he got the right treats. He wanted stuff that she liked. I love this man. He had us point out what we used with her. And I'm like, oh, this one's kind of expensive. She's he's like, it doesn't matter. I want to get what she's used to. He was just so he was so kind. He was so ready. Um, And as we walked out of the Petco, I lost it. And that's, that's when just, you said goodbye. Yeah, we said goodbye. I was like, okay, bye, Ivy girl. Enjoy your new home. And I walked away and I just, I could not hold it together. I was I imagined sobbing. that you would be like that with every dog, but you've done better with the others. i get emotional for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, oh, I miss him. But, you know, oh, it'll be nice to sleep in a tomorrow, you know. <laughs> uh, but with Ivy, I just called and Joey's like stop it you're going to make me cry like he's a mess. I we had to drive to the back of the parking lot so we could both like compose ourselves oh, before no. we moved on because I'm like we can't be by the door I don't want him to see us cry over this puppy. <laughs> um and so he was he was so kind. He reached I'd given him my number, I, which we always do. I'm like reach out if you have any questions and he did and so we answered the questions. Um, that night, Joey texts me and is like, did you tell him that sometimes she gets scared in the night and she just needs a quick little cuddle and she'll go back (laughs) to sleep? We were a wreck joy, a wreck. We just, no one knows her. Like we know uh, her. It was just all weekend. I was so sad, just this (gasps) deep sadness and I couldn't overcome it. Even Sunday, you know, the next day I just kept apologizing. He's like, no, I'm sad too. I'm sad, too. And Hadley, our adult dog, seemed like she was sad. She was That's moping around. very surprising. Because I'm sure yes. having puppies around is, can be a little bit of annoyance yes. to her. Yes. She definitely tolerates them. But they had started to play before Ivy got adopted. So they're playing tug of war. Like, they'd chase each other around the yard. So Sunday night I hadn't heard from Ivy's new dad all day and I'm like okay I'm I'm going to check in I just want to make sure she's doing okay and I even composed the message with my husband cuz I'm like I don't want to see I don't want to overstep I don't want to seem too desperate I just want to know how she's doing but has she talked about me? Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we composed this text message and he responds and he says um he answers my question and then he says I have to be honest, I went into this very naive and I don't think I'm gonna be able to keep Ivy. And I go <gasps> I like clasp the hand over my mouth <laughs> and Joey's like, whoa, 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 and I'm like, he's not keeping her. He's like, We're getting her. She's ours. She I needs love to come that you home knew. <laughs> yes. right away. You we yes. were like
0: let's get our girl
1: yes so we we still had to keep our cool so I was like well thank you for letting us know thank you for giving her a loving home just being very calm because we then needed to get with Proverbs and see if it was okay if we took her back I texted the adoption coordinator right away didn't hear back that night the next morning, she sends me a text. She's like, Hi, I don't work on Sundays. I'm like, Oh no, I became one of those people. Oh, I was word. like, I want to probably get back to me. Um, <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, I'll send you the paperwork um, and you can arrange with him to pick her back up and we're good to go. That's so, so nice. They didn't even really have to get involved. No. we were like, We'll just take her right back. So yesterday, Joey met uh, this gentleman in a parking lot and he, he again, he was so sweet. He's like, He had gotten so much stuff for her and he's like, I really tried my hardest and you could tell he did but he's like I'm so grateful that she's going to a loving home and I know you guys are amazing you care about her um and he gave us a lot of the stuff he had bought too uh and uh we got our girl back and it just feels so right and even today I was texting my husband a minute ago and I was like man I I just miss you guys. I want to be home with oh. you guys because I got a new baby You're in the like, house. Why don't we have puppy maternity leave? Oh, seriously, like, <laughs> I feel like that should be a thing. I feel like yesterday I asked our boss, I'm like, are you cool if I um, work from home for the rest of the afternoon? And he's like, Oh, is everything okay? Cause usually that means Joey's struggling. Oh, I yeah. need to be home. And I'm like, yeah, we just got a new puppy. <laughs> She needs me. done. I'm like, I'm. I'm not just gonna go home and play with the puppy. He's like, it's fine if you go home and play with the puppy. You're like that good. I was going to. Yes. But it's just for the longest time we've talked about getting a second job, a job, second dog. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm so excited. Still, I can't put words together. She has puppy face. I really do. I really yeah. do. Um, but we've always been like, oh, it's not the right time. And with Joey's illness, it was always like, is this is this a good thing? But she just feels like the perfect little joy bomb that we need right now. She i don't i don't know how to explain it she just really even waking me up at 5 a.m today i was like it's my baby girl do you need breakfast like i just there's just so much joy that both of us have gotten out of this yes. that she's she's meant to be ours
0: and i think it's so clear because if you had missed her so terribly and wanted her back but that guy wanted to keep her you would know it just wasn't right yeah. but the fact that you felt like you were losing your dog yeah. and he went, this isn't the right fit for me. I'm so proud of that man, honestly, because yes. a oh, lot of yes. us would go, I made this decision. I have done everything I can. I'm just going to keep pushing through and yeah. try to get better at it. But instead he was like, I'm just going to admit this isn't the right fit. And I'm so glad the timing worked out perfectly because had he, had he waited longer, you guys would have tried to move on, yeah. but instead you were still in the
1: zone. Like give her to us. And honestly, we were going to take an even longer break from fostering because we were so sad. I'm like, I can't go through this again. And yeah. then I also as an Enneagram 4 went into this mode on Saturday after she was adopted of like everyone I love is going to leave me. Oh no. <laughs> Joey's like, we don't need we don't need to, no, no, we don't need to go there right no, now. And you're like, Mm-mm. But she's just very obviously meant to be ours and now she is. Wait, okay,
0: do you know there's a picture on my Instagram with one of the two puppies. That's Ivy. Is it Ivy? Yes, it is. <laughs> I wondered. that. I mean, that's the puppy that seemed the sweetest to me. She's,
1: no uh, offense to Poppy. Poppy was very sweet, but um, her new family, uh, I actually texted her new family to yeah, let her know. how's she doing? Uh, she's doing great. Her name's Coco now. Oh, uh, I just thought about
0: that. Oh, they don't even get to keep their name. Not always.
1: Which I was bummed this round because these were the first puppies we named. Yeah. And the other puppies had kind of dumb names, but the people kept their <laughs> name. We had one dog. Okay, it was a Halloween-themed litter, and they named the girl dog Casper. That's not okay. That's not a great name it's for a It's even a boy. I know. Anyway, uh, so we have talked with um, Coco, formerly Poppy's <laughs> new family, about getting them together someday. Oh, because they are siblings. they're sisters. So it's just, again, I, I hope that I am an okay storyteller with this because I have just been fighting to stay focused at work Listen, ever since we this happened. feel your joy. Uh, I'm... I'm just really, I'm really thrilled. So my messy moment was breaking down and crying after the adoption. And I thought that was just going to be the end of the story. Mm-hmm. But it has a really happy ending and uh, a lot more poop in my yard. <laughs> That's, but you
0: don't care. I don't care. I don't even care. <laughs> Love means you don't care cleaning up. Exactly. When you clean up after someone. Exactly. It's the same with a baby. <laughs> So my messy moment is actually from this morning. I had to go to a doctor's appointment, which it was like, I just told Becca, it's annoying. Sometimes you have to go through just like medical red tape. So my doctor retired. I had to establish patient care with a new doctor, even though I don't have any reason to go. I'm <laughs> like, I don't even need to talk to you. I'm healthy. I think I just need my medications like refilled through this person now. And so it takes forever to get there. I wait in the waiting room forever. And then they finally take me back. And then, you know, when they're like, okay, the doctor will be with you in a little bit. You have no idea mm-hmm. how long so i'm just sitting there on the paper and i just i'm like i'm just gonna lean back and it's so quiet in there and there's this really fluffy pillow and <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs>
1: wait what doctor's office has a fluffy pillow you don't have
0: pillows on yours like a hospital pillow not what? fluffy i think it was a hospital pillow Anything's comfortable. I guess after
1: so many experiences with hospital pillows, I'm like, it's just
0: awesome. In a previous episode, I thought that my backside was a pillow, so (laughs) you can't judge my (laughs) pillow requirements. Fair. So I just kind of decide I'm gonna curl up on there, and they literally must have left me in there about 20 minutes, and I got so sleepy and so comfy that I fell asleep. (laughs) It was, like, so enjoyable, and I'm so tired all the time, and I was like, no one's bothering me, and there's nowhere for me to go. So then, you know, they do, like, the whole, like, they knock and they open the door really quick, and when she did it, I was like... (sighs) And I sat up, and I was like, where am I? (laughs) And I was like, hello, doctor, and she was like, I'm sorry I startled you. I said, I think... I took a quick nap. And she's like, do you need me to give you 15 more minutes? And I was like, this is not a good start to meeting this doctor. No,
1: Joy, you've got to make more doctor's appointments. Get
0: yourself some naps. (laughs) It was really nice. I was like, man, this nap before work is really beneficial.
1: I think You're right. I need to do this more often. Absolutely. I I will say this, because I know how frustrating that process can be. But this is just a PSA that I give to everyone. So if you are not established with a doctor right now, do it. And not because they can necessarily detect that something's wrong, but Joey, I made him go to a doctor when we were newly married and he thought it was the most ridiculous thing Mm -hmm. and he came back all healthy. What happened to him couldn't have been predicted by a doctor, but when he got so fatally ill, we had to have a doctor that we could name before they would allow us to come back to Nashville because he got sick in Louisiana. No so way. So having a doctor that was already familiar with him that we, you know, we knew and trusted, like it was just so important for us to be able to move forward in the process. Yeah, you never know what's coming. They were like, would you
0: like to do like a physical, like a full blood panel today? And I was like, no thank you. Just the nap. Do it. Um, I don't Joy. want to. <laughs> I hate getting my blood taken. It's so, t- I mean, I, I have to do do it anyways for other health issues that I have and I just had it done like a couple weeks ago and I'm like I but it was only for my thyroid I'm like I don't want to be pricked (laughs) but you're right it's it's
1: for the betterment of my whole health look (sighs) I put off my blood test last year. Uh, when I went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I was like, can we just not do it this time? And yeah. she's like, okay, but you have to do it next year. And so I I just did mine. Oh, I'm, you did. I'm glad I did. I mean, the only thing that's come out of it now is every time she's like, you need to lower your cholesterol. I'm like, I know. How does one do that? All I know is you can eat Cheerios, thanks to the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's less fried fatty food um, getting some more exercise etc um, I have a lot of family history there that definitely I think both of my brothers have struggled with this from a young age so a lot of it
0: is just genetics you it just is. don't know it she is. said we're gonna we could check like your livers and your kidneys and all the things and I'm like no thanks they're fine
1: it was really funny too because when my blood work came back Joey wanted to see it he's like I want to see what a normal person's blood work looks <laughs> He's like, show oh. me the green. Yes, yes. I want to see the good blood. Because his are like, it's, as you go down his, it's like a little um, red hazard sign, like all the way oh, down the list. So, God bless you. He's him. like, you don't have, you have one hazard sign, and it's your cholesterol. I'm like, I know. You're like, it's wonderful. It's great. <laughs> uh, On to our therapy segment, which I have, and this is kind of, um, a double thing because I went to therapy last week and then the next day someone kind of reaffirmed what was discussed in therapy. So I kind of want to give it all to you. I'm really looking
0: forward to this too because I had a girlfriend last night bring up this topic because oh. I know what you're going to talk about. Yes.
1: Okay. So I have been dealing with some burnout and it's not something that I even necessarily identified by name, but early last week I was just at the end of my rope and I ended up taking a vacation day at the last second. Like I just needed to. And thankfully, I already had a therapy appointment scheduled. So that's one of the things that I talked with her about. I'm like, look, I just feel like I'm I'm at the end of my rope, but I don't have a good reason to be like I don't have a jam packed full schedule. I go home and I watch TV and play games on my phone, but I I literally cannot think of doing anything else but that. You know what I mean? And so we talked about burnout and her advice um, to me was, as I'm looking at the things in my life, to try to sort things into Venn diagrams. Hmm. So you have things that you need to do, want to do, don't need to do, don't want to do. And oh. so the things you want to do and need to do, that's a win-win, right? Um, the things that you don't want to do and need to do, you kind of have to do that. Those are your chores. There's probably a lot of things in that A lot of things in that compartment. Um, the things that you don't need to do but want to do. That's where you find joy in your life. And then the things that you don't need to and don't want to do. And that was the, that's the hardest category for that me. What would be in there? So one example that I had, I had told her that um, this media outlet had reached out to me in my inbox and wanted to help share Joey's story of transplant. And they wanted to schedule a phone call and all this stuff. And I whenever I feel overwhelmed the simple task of responding to a text message or yes is is too much I just can't even think about doing it I have
0: so many in my phone right now yeah. that I have not even responded to some were friends being kind about Mother's Day but I just was having an overwhelming week and my yeah. parents left and I was sad and I then then I don't want to go back because I feel overwhelmed at the thought that yeah. I've let it go
1: so long and so you do that with your social media inboxes. I do I do a lot and and so she's like, look, that is don't need to, don't want to. Um, and she helped me compose a message back to him just explaining that, like, hey, now's not a good time, basically. Because um, she's like, you might want to share that story more in that way someday, but you don't need to do it right now. And if you don't want to, you can say no. And is there a part of you
0: that says, like, this is an important story to get out. This could really yeah. help people. Like, you feel like. I should, but I don't necessarily want to. Maybe that's the compartment for the I shoulds that are
1: not I need tos. Yeah. And even some of the I shoulds, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had this where you're headed into a weekend and you have plans and you're just not feeling it. You don't have to keep those plans all the time. You know, there are times where you just need to take a step back. So that was therapy. And that was helpful for me. Such a simple practice, but it kind of helped me process my life. The next day, I talk about this on air, and I talk about being burnt, burnt out, and I get an email from a burnout specialist I didn't even Portland. know that was a thing. I know. This is what she specializes in. Um, and so I had a conversation with her this week, and she shared symptoms, what to watch out for that leads oh, to burnout. Boy. So feelings of self-doubt, feeling like a constant failure, detachment or resentment toward what you're doing. Being unmotivated, feeling overwhelmed, being more cynical, and having an all-around decreased satisfaction in your day-to-day life. Oh, snap. I know, right? I think this is
0: me, too. And she said
1: people... She's like, look, depression is real, and a lot of people do need medication for that, but sometimes... If you go into a bout where you're feeling all of those things, you immediately think depression, but it might just be your body telling you, you have to stop. You have to cut something out. You have to take a break. Does it mean you've just gone too hard for too long with stress? Yes. And so... I asked her for, okay, what are some really practical, easy tips? Because a lot of us can't just take a break from life. Like you Mm -mm. can't just like leave your baby at the house and drive away, you know? And and we can't not do our shows every single day. So she offered advice that we've talked about a lot on this podcast, but I think it's helpful to bring up. She said she tells her clients to do breathing exercises. She's like, look, everyone has 60 seconds to just count your breaths and focus on your breathing. And we talked about this with Kirsten Watson, yeah. taking a breath. Sometimes we just forget to do that and the act of just taking a breath can really reset our nervous systems and make us feel a lot better about what we're facing.
0: Yeah, that's so helpful.
1: And then the other thing that she recommended that I know you've done before is a brain dump at night. Oh, yes. I haven't done that in a minute. I'm so glad you brought that yes, back up. Yes, I don't think you've t- we've talked about this on the podcast. I just know you've done it before, but basically yeah. her suggestion was to take Just two minutes before you go to bed and journal what you're feeling. Get it out so it's not on your heart and mind as you drift off to sleep. And you're going to – because she said insomnia often makes burnout feel worse or leads to more burnout. And I think sometimes mine is to-dos,
0: things like I need to make that doctor's Mm -hmm. appointment. I need to remember tomorrow. I need to take baby wipes to daycare. And then, oh, yeah, I need to prep for that interview right right after I get up. And then I need – you know, all these things – and I keep them in my brain, but they're also like in my phone and other things. But I'm like, if I could just write them down on a piece of paper, then I think I'm telling my brain, you don't have to remember these. Yeah. We're going to look at yes. these in the morning. Yes. You don't need to keep any of this stuff in there. I need to have that conversation. I need to text that person back for Mother's Day. <laughs> all those stressful things.
1: So it was just, I think all of those things were what I needed as I was kind of facing, and I'm still facing a bit of burnout. And I, I it's something that I think... I think I need a minute to climb out of. I don't know how it works, to be honest. I might have to reach back out to that burnout expert. But uh, I do have um, a blog where I talk about these symptoms. If maybe you want to share it with a friend, I also have her contact information. So if you want to check that out, just text the word stress to 91979. And you can see those. That's so helpful, girl. We all need that. (laughs) I know I did. On to our mess and less of the week. Do you want to go first with your mess? Oh,
0: yes. I always think we're doing bless first. I think more <laughs> excited for that. Okay, my mess of the week is this formula shortage. Yes. I'm sure you've seen it. I, my husband and I were talking about how we're grateful we're not in that season, but if we were, it would be such a challenge for us. Yeah. Moms are stressing out. They are, but they're also helping each other online, which I find to be really beautiful. First, I'm going to talk about the not helpful things. People have been saying things like breast milk is free and mm. stuff like that online, and I don't know who's saying these things but it may be a woman who's never experienced having a child or a woman who experienced an easy breastfeeding journey but as a mom myself that stuff is so offensive because some moms Literally can't. I did not produce enough. Plus, my child was born with some issues to his mouth, so he was not able to nurse. We discovered that, like, within the first 12 hours of his life at the hospital. He had a mouth surgery, but then still just, like, couldn't. We tried for a month. I saw tons of specialists, so I fought for it, and it didn't work, mm. and it was really difficult. And then he had tons of allergies, so my child had, like, complication on, on complication. So I had to go on a special diet so that he could have the right milk, and then he needed specialized specialized formula. So I had to supplement because I couldn't make enough. And we had to order it online and it was like $30 a can. Which means if I stopped at any point pumping, then my child's formula would be like $250 to $300 a month. And we just couldn't afford it. And so I had to continue to pump for like mm-hmm. 15 months. So that was my personal experience. But other moms simply deal with things like postpartum depression that I went through too and and breastfeeding's not healthy for them. Other moms like me don't have a good supply or they have to go back to work and it's just not possible to solely breastfeed their child so I just don't think people who are saying that are taking into consideration all the difficult dynamics I just almost wonder if they just
1: picture like Someone feeding their baby a Mountain Dew. I mean, like, I'm not gonna do breast
0: milk. I gotta do the Dew. And I'm like, oh, it's literally a woman can make whatever choice with her child that she wants. I mean, breastfeeding yeah. is h- a huge commitment. It's so yeah. difficult. It's not easy for like anyone that I know. And
1: every that's what exactly every single friend that I've had has had struggles like you and tried everything. And so I can't imagine how frustrating it is to hear comments like that.
0: Yeah, I think the women I know who've had a successful attempt with it, they had some hurdles even in the beginning. And so here's the beautiful part. There are women that are absolutely going above and beyond to help each other. One story is my producer on my show who's new, his name is Tom, his wife, they were struggling to find formula for their son. And so she went online and someone said, that type is at this Kroger or whatever. And she goes and there were two cans left. And so she brought home one and Tom was like why don't you bring home both cans we need both cans <laughs> and she simply said there's another mom yeah. who needs that other can today so and beautiful. I'm not taking it. And I was like, that is how moms take care yes, of each other. Yes. And then the other amazing story is that there are moms who are selling their breast milk online for a really affordable price, which normally it's super expensive and as someone who pumped, it's really hard to get like a full bottle of milk and people are selling it for as little as a dollar an ounce and they said we'll even negotiate with desperate moms. Um, it is legal online and it's pretty amazing that moms are saying, uh, It's specifically one mom Utah was highlighted because she sold 4,000 ounces of breast milk. What the? Some women are also very blessed and have crazy, (laughs) amazing supplies. And they're like, I'll take care of all y'all. And really, when I had trouble in the beginning, this is something that I think, you know, only women would really understand. Other moms who had breast milk in their freezers for their children, they gave that to Mm -hmm. me for my son when I was in that. Beginning few weeks when I couldn't make enough, we couldn't find a formula he wasn't allergic to, and we didn't know what to do. They brought over their breast milk. And, yes, it was, like, odd at first for me to give that to my son, but I was, like, so grateful yeah. that someone would help us. Yes. And we used every bit of it. And I thought, this is liquid gold. And they could have been, like, that's $500. And they right. just brought it over. I was so, so grateful.
1: I've also seen, and I, I couldn't tell you where this is. I, I believe a couple different places I've seen it, that blood donation centers have a breast milk donation program really? so then they can test it because yes. you got it from friends and so yeah. you kind of know. But I, I'm, I'm assuming that would be a scary thing as a new yeah. mom if you don't know where it's coming from. But um, So they'll test it for you so you know that it's a good... Supply, and you don't have to be stressed about this shortage. But I, it really, my entire social media feed right now, I feel is moms being like, I found it at this Kroger, or hey, join this group because we share when we see um, formula out in public, or let me know what you get and I can get you a can when I find mine. So yes. it's just,
0: it's really beautiful to see moms taking care of each other. Yes, that's exactly how we should be 24 7. Yes,
1: ma'am. Um, uh, my mess doesn't have quite as much of a redeeming quality, <laughs> uh, but there is a couple, they live in India. So I, I think. That's important to the story because there are different expectations worldwide and culturally. Uh, But they are suing their son and daughter in law in the hopes of producing a grandchild. So the son and daughter in law have been married for a while now, and uh, they, six years they've been married for six years. And they said, "Look, we paid for his education. He's a success, successful pilot. So if he's not going to get us a grandchild out of this deal, he at least needs to pay us back for his education." So you, he didn't get an education in being a dad, right? So, in the world? so they're suing for over a half million dollars if the couple is not able to produce a grandchild for them by the end of the year.
0: <laughs> what? Yes holy moly this is messed up on so many levels I know. Oh, also I know. they have really maybe hit their son has been like we're not doing it we're not having one but they don't actually know the business of that couple they don't know there's so many things that go into there's having a child so many things for all they know like the couple's in a rough patch or for all they know they've lost a child yeah. or they've not been able to get yes. pregnant. I mean,
1: you just don't know. These are sensitive things. These are really sensitive things and it definitely makes me really grateful for my in-laws. Uh, my father-in-law when we were first married just said like something like, I think I'm ready to be a grandpa and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> good, <laughs> but <that's> good for <laughs> <that's> you. <laughs> legitimately the only you know time that it came up and it wasn't a pressure thing. I think he was just having a self-realization but it makes me grateful that I don't have in-laws that are like, when's that baby Yeah, okay, you talked uh, two or three
0: episodes ago about the unicorns in the field before Mother's Day. I think that this couple who's suing, that's a unicorn in the field. You're never born and promised to be
1: grandparents. They need to let it go. Let it go and let your son and daughter-in-law just live their lives. (laughs) My goodness. On to our blesses. What's yours?
0: My bless of the week is about one of my favorite people of all time, Barbie. So <laughs> if you... <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting this to go. I was <laughs> like, Dolly Parton? Jesus? Oh, Jesus, for sure Jesus. Barbie's second. Um, I grew up obsessed with Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had so many. It was ridiculous. I love the clothes and everything. But we know now, as adult women, that some of the way that Barbie looked had negative impacts yeah. on us because they're all shaped the same. They all are a size zero. And that's not at all how I've looked my entire life. So Barbie has been becoming more inclusive with different body shapes and things like that. I was so excited when a curvy Barbie came out yes. like two years ago. Yeah. Well, they've taken it a step further and I'm so excited about this. There's a brand new line of dolls called a Barbie Fashionista line and it's a diverse group of dolls. One of the dolls has a prosthetic leg. There is a girl with a hearing aid. There's a girl in a wheelchair. There's different body shapes. There's different hairstyles and here's the one I'm most excited about. There is a Ken doll with the exact same skin condition that I have called Vitiligo. That's a And I'm bummed that it's a Ken, but it's on like his face and his neck and his arms. And so if you've never heard of this, this is the same exact skin disorder that Michael Jackson had. And he hit it because it started on my hand as well. He hit it by wearing a glove. Mm -hmm. And if you're darker skinned, it's more noticeable. So for me, I'm very pale. So most of the time I get away with people not noticing. But if you have a darker pigmentation, it's so noticeable that people can be difficult about it. And in the summer when I tan, it's very evident. And so it's where sections of your skin, the pigment starts to go away. And so high risk for skin cancer, it's an autoimmune disorder at its base. So high risk for a few other things. But for me, I have to really be aware of, like, sun lotion all the time. But honestly, I'm also aware of people who, like, point it out and Mm -hmm. go, what's Mm -hmm. up with that? Like my old co-host, his daughter, one time in the summer, I went over to their house and she said, Miss Joy, what's wrong with your arms? Uh. And... I get questions like that sometimes. It's sweet when they're from children as opposed to like rude adults. Because I've also had people say, "Were you burned in a fire?" And I was like, "Yes." Rescuing someone. What have you done lately, Trevor? Um, So honestly, what I said to her, which is probably it was a breakthrough moment for me, and I blogged about it back in the day. But I said, "Miss Joy has really special skin, Mm -hmm. and it's unique, and nobody has skin that looks just like mine. And it's something that only God gave to me, and it looks different than yours, but it's just special." And I try to look at it that way, and I I'm excited as, like, a 34-year-old that there's a doll that looks like me. I can't imagine if I was five.
1: Oh, it would have been Mm life-changing. And not only for kids who are finally getting to see themselves represented in these Barbies, but, I mean, think of that little girl. If she had seen this line of dolls and being like, oh, you have what my Ken doll has. Yes. You know, they're just more aware of what's going on in the world and and how different people function and what they deal with on a daily basis. And I think that's just as beautiful. makes you feel
0: less strange and it normalizes some of these things that if they were to make a doll of it you're like well other people must have this. Mine didn't show up until I was 16 but some kids are born with spots and it continues to get worse throughout your life which is why Michael Jackson had a procedure done to remove all pigment from his skin which I mean a lot of people don't understand that so people like made jokes and said rude things and And especially
1: then it was something I don't think anyone really was aware of. Absolutely
0: and it was it's a very odd thing and so I every year my skin gets worse and you look different every single year. And so I struggled as an adult, but I just love that some children are going to see someone on the shelf that looks like them and oh, those
1: curvy Barbies got it going on. I yes. got to say too, they're so cute. Yes. Uh, my bless is, this is always kind of a special time of year because you have all the graduations and there are just so many moments that come out of this that are really special. And I can't get enough of Elizabeth Bonker. She was a valedictorian at Rollins College and she She is autistic and nonverbal, has not said a word in her life. It's amazing that she was able to get her degree with no
0: communication.
1: And to the point that she was told in high school, oh, you'll never be valedictorian. And not only did she excel in high school, but she's valedictorian of her college class. That's a big deal. So bright. So she got to give this speech, which I, I know might sound confusing, but she did it completely through speech to text. Um, So she typed it all out and she even has some physical limitations. So she kind of had to type it with one hand, but it ended up being this beautiful moment where she shared with her class what she was going to do with the rest of her life and then challenged them. There are 31 million non-speakers with autism in the world who are locked in a silent cage. My life will be dedicated to relieving them from suffering in silence and to giving them voices to choose their own way. What is your dream? How will you rise up to meet the unprecedented challenges of our time? God gave you a voice. Use it. I just thought that was so powerful coming from someone who doesn't have a voice reminding mm-hmm. us like, hey, you have power and what you say and what you're able to do. And she's going to go into the world. And I firmly believe she's going to change it yeah. because she knows what this is like. And she wants to make sure that others have a better life. Yeah. She's already giving us more
0: insight into what someone is thinking and feeling who wouldn't have communicated it, maybe otherwise. And I remember seeing this too, Becca, and she said something like, it's a lesson to her fellow students and to us that if you can recognize her voice without actually hearing it, but that she has one, then you'll be able to see everybody else's voice out there too. And to know that even if someone is not physically speaking to you, it doesn't mean they don't have something to say.
1: Ah, oh, So, so beautiful. I feel like we're just being inspired all over the place on this podcast. Well, I got an app, so I'm <laughs> at my best. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of the podcast, a little bit of news. We are going to be concluding season one very soon. I know. I'm sad too. (laughs) Next week, we're going to have Matt and Sarah Hammett on. He's formerly of the band Sanctus Real. We're going to talk about their story, some of their struggles as a family, and their new reality show. And then June 2nd is the season finale. Joy and I are going to be taking a couple months off. We love this podcast. I think we would love to keep doing it, but we on the topic of burnout, want to make sure that we are refreshed and renewed and can even maybe get ahead a little bit on this. Uh, So we will be back in August. If you text the word mess, M-E-S-S to 91979, you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. So you'll be notified the next couple of weeks when the episodes are out. And then when we come back in August, you'll be the first to know as well. That's mess to 91979.